Welcome to Pilgrim Talk. The late night special. Uh, welcome back, uh, podcast listeners. We've been away for a little while, but it's nice to be back. Been on our holidays. Yeah, holidays. I don't know about that, but uh, we've been doing. We've been hither and thither. Yeah, you seem to do more on your holidays than than, uh, than you than you're just kind of. Now, Dave, you're you're, you're breaking podcast rules here. You actually have notes in front of you. Uh, these, these, uh, are not, these are not notes for podcasts. These are kind of scribblings. Right. That, yeah. That well, then anything of merit in there? Well, I don't know, but uh, I was just very taken with uh, one of the people in the meeting tonight. Um, having this encounter with God in which they very openly and honestly before God said, I don't really care about people. Yeah. Um, and I was really struck with that because, you know, so much of the time we go through our Christian walk and our Christian experience and it, it, it operates on a certain level. I think, I think to put it in context, Dave, they said that they were so busy with themselves and their own walk with God, etc., that yeah i mean this is what i'm talking about that, yeah that you know our, our christian walk operates on a certain level mm-hmm. um and every now and again god breaks through and shows us something um that, that really shakes us up yeah he can fix and us yeah that's the word yeah he does that um and it just seems to me that this is something that god is doing right across the world right now Mm-hmm. Uh, for for those who have, as he says, ears to hear, he's doing what? He is bringing such conviction. Yeah. Um, that, well, I, that, I love Dave the difference between conviction and condemnation because conviction life condemnation yes. brings death. Well, conviction is for sons. You right. see, where the father says, you know, "I've got something new for you." Condemnation is for the thief who breaks into your house. Yeah. <laughs> Conviction is for son. Father saying, "I've got something new for you," and father saying to the church, "I've got something new for you." Right. And and you know, wakening us up to the things that he created us for, Mm. and how Jesus recast the whole mentality for for God's people if they wanted it. Mm. So what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> spit it out. I mean, we've often talked about you know the law, and um, you know right the right and wrong of God's word mm. and so on. Tell me this now: How much did Jesus talk about being right and being wrong? Well, he talked a lot about it, but I mean, he actually one well one day he said to the people, he said, "Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven." So that, but but that's I believe, right and wrong. well, he's telling them to be perfect, you know, which he said that elsewhere. But, but, but here's yeah, the point. about being right or wrong. Well, <laughs> gosh, where are we going here? I, I felt um, being right and wrong, yeah. But he did talk a lot about, about truth. Of course, yeah. So he recast this whole thing that goes on in humanity about, this, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, you know, I'm going to catch up with you. Yeah. I'm going to give you a clip in the ear. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, th- this mm-hmm. thing that we fear. That's so right, yeah. He talked about truth, which is like saying, well, this is the way things are. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, fall in line with that. And it's great. Mm -hmm. But this is, we're talking about truth. Yeah. So then there's untruth. If you don't fall in line with this, you fall foul of it. Yeah. So it's not about right and wrong. It's truth and truth. An untruth. An untruth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, recasting the whole mentality yeah. that, that we have. And the wonderful thing about truth is that when we embrace it, it's liberating. It's you true. Know? Do Jesus you know said, what? Yeah. If you are my disciples indeed, you will know right from wrong. Is that what you said? No, he said, You, you will hear know my truth. voice. Yeah, yeah. Know the truth. Know the truth. But what does the truth do to you? Yeah, I was in, Dave. I was in the post office the other day, and it wasn't particularly busy. But the guy in front of me, okay, who's getting served at the counter, he he left the counter in the hurry. He and he ran out the door, and then he I was going up to the window to get my business done, and I noticed he'd half written checks and half written forms still there. Mm. Uh, so I said to the guy, "Oh, this guy isn't finished." So he came back in another second, mm. and then he went out again, and he came back again. And the, here's the story. He had his car parked on the street and somebody had told him the clampers were out. So he was in and out and in and out and he was mm -hmm. trying to rush and get his business done. And um, I had just parked my own car up the way and uh, of course I did my parking up by the mobile phone gadget thing. Oh, yes. And um, I remembered my own and I, I pressed the buttons to pay for mine. But I thought afterwards about the difference between having the policeman outside, which is like a clamper, mm. and having one internally, which is like a conscience, which will help you and guide you to do the right thing. Mm. And I, I really came to the conclusion that moment, there's much calmer life you have when you've got the inner <laughs> policeman instead yes. of being afraid of clampers. Mm. Because it's the, this guy was terrorised. He was running forwards and backwards. Mm. Clearly, he hadn't put money in the meter maybe he didn't have changed maybe it was awkward and you know and he was just trying to duck the clampers here mm. you know and and i suppose my point is that the law or the the right and wrong thing you know god's amazing plan was not he would he would change you from the inside out that he would put his spirit inside that he would mm. change your heart mm. you know and this mm. is so liberating mm. compared to what people think the mm. gospel is about they think it's about obey the rules yeah yeah. And that brings death. You just cannot do that. Because so. when the Spirit is alive in, in you, mm -hmm. then what's, what's he doing? Well, he's aligning your life to the truth. Yeah. <coughs> and there is a bit of a process there. because Well, there is. Yeah, oh, well, it's an ongoing thing in the circumstances of life. Yeah. So that's a process. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. You see, do you want to fight with the Spirit in you? You know, in other words... Fight with what, the Holy Spirit. Not yeah, a good idea. <laughs> well, see, but what do you think of the truth? What do you think of the idea that there is something that is absolutely the way things are and that you can't change that? Well, it's great because... Well, some people think it's great and some people say, oh, why should it be like that? You know, I don't want to have it like this. I want to make my own truth. I want to... Well, yeah. And we, you know, if you were to... <laughs> to somebody, uh, you know, of, of uh, the mind of the world, mm. you know, you can't make your own truth. Yeah. They would say, rubbish, of course you can make your own truth. Isn't that what Jean-Paul Sartre told us? Isn't that what Voltaire so told us? Isn't that <laughs> what, what Descartes told us? All these, all these guys, of course you can make your own truth. Um, That's what they would say. Yeah. So, so, but if we can just, just step back from it, 
and realize that there is something there that we can't change. We can fall in line That's with right. yeah. and it will do us good or we can butt heads with and we'll knock ourselves out. I know, <laughs> I know. Do you know what I love is when Jesus says, I am the truth, you know, I'm the way, the truth and the life. It's mm. like his name is truth. You know, it's like you're all scratching around wondering, oh, what's truth, what's right, what's wrong, you know. Yeah. The truth is a person. The yeah. person is Jesus and the promise is you can have Jesus inside of you. I mean, what an amazing, amazing promise and hope we have to yeah. know that inside of us lives the truth, you know. And out of that, you know, it's not that life's going to be a bed of roses, it may not be, but I tell you what, you can, you know you're walking with the truth and walking on the right path when he's with you and you're hearing his voice and walking with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just blessed by that, I really am, mm. you know, Dave. Mm. Uh, because there's so many voices out there in the world. And in fact, in today's technology and media age, and some people call it the age of, um, what's it, the information age? But somebody more correctly called it the misinformation age <laughs> because there's so much stuff out there. People are picking up the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. And the truth is there's so many voices, like turning on 50 radio channels at the same time. And it's all a big cacophony. Mm. Truth is, turn them all off and just listen to the one, the true one, the voice of the Lord, you know, and you'll walk right. Yeah. Uh, because the voice, sometimes the voice we hear is the voice of the enemy. Mm. And the word of God makes it clear in the garden that it was, he was more cunning than all the creatures the serpent was. Mm. You know, and, and it says when he lies, he speaks his native language. Mm. Lies just speak pour out of all the time mm. and sometimes mm. you wake up in the morning and a thought comes into your head about some crazy deadly thought comes into your head and, and that is from from him from the enemy yes. you know and but the the voice of the lord brings life this is the great thing dave isn't it that's the, that's the amazing thing yeah. and, you know if you say to many christians okay so we know there is the truth so where mm -hmm. do you find the truth you know what they say they say in the bible yeah and you know that's that's a good answer because yeah. the word of god is the truth all right but where do you find the truth well you just said it there a minute ago jesus jesus is yeah. the truth yeah that's right he is the truth yeah and it's in that communion relationship with him yeah that truth becomes evident to our hearts here's what i love dave that the bible talks about the father the son and the Holy Spirit, okay? Mm. The three persons. And many people tragically believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. You mm. know, it, it's like they, they exclude the Holy Spirit. The truth is that Jesus calls him, he is the living word. You can read in John 1, it talks about that. Yeah. He is the word, the living word of God. Yeah. But without the Holy Spirit, the Bible is locked up. And it's a dead book, and many people have done atrocious crimes and, and said they believe it's in the Bible and they believed it. They misread it, misunderstood it, took it out of context. They brought bondage to people, yeah. you know, in the name of religions. And the, but the amazing thing is when the Holy Spirit's inside you, he opens the whole thing up. Yeah. I vividly remember when I was 23 years old and I met Jesus, I was born again. I remember trying to read the Bible the day before. Mm. And it was a dusty, difficult book, you know, and I was trying to logically discern it and it just wasn't quite happening. I was mm. trying, but it wasn't happening. Mm. Then I met Jesus and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit the same day. I opened the same Bible the next morning. I couldn't believe it, Dave. 
The words were leaping out of the page at me. They were speaking straight to my heart. The very same words that were dead to me so two days a, prior. So what had changed? I changed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it's like, it's yeah. like glasses went on, you know. It's like, yeah. it's like if you're short-sighted and everything's foggy and you can't quite read it. Somebody mm. gives you a pair of Specsavers glasses. Right. You put them on, suddenly it's sharp focus yeah. and you understand what's yeah. there all along. Uh, and that's really what Jesus does. He's like our spiritual glasses. We can see when he when we put Jesus on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I vividly remember too when I've got my first ever pair of glasses. Now my eyesight's a little bit short sighted. I don't wear glasses normally. I do for driving and do for watching telly or something. Mm-hmm. But but when I got my first pair of glasses, man, I wore them loads. I would I go out in the street and I'd wear them and I'd see signs vividly on shops. And things were in focus that for years had just become more and more out of focus. And I didn't even notice them because yeah. they were out of focus. Yeah. And now it was like, like the lights came on, you know, I could mm. see things amazingly. Mm. Mm. Uh, so much more so spiritually when the, when the light, the gospel shines and the, you know, uh, uh, and we can see the truth in his word. I mean, Francis Schaeffer talks about, you know, how the church has, has, drunk too much from the well of rationalism. Oh yeah, far and, too much. And, yeah. and so the whole uh, understanding of Christianity is an intellectual thing. And so the Bible is something to be studied and something to be discerned and understood yeah. in a rationalistic way. Yeah. Um, and, 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 but that's not it. So what is it? What is it? You know, it's not that we are to be so mystical and spacey, um, that's not it. What is it? Well, we're to be like it says in, in, uh, mm-hmm. in the Word, in the New Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How it was Paul, how it was Peter. Yeah. You see, you know, we say we're Christians and we're disciples. Well, these guys were the arch-disciples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, was, it should concern us yeah. if our experience of God is not the kind of experience that they have. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna, we're going to close this in a minute. Time's running out. But here's something, Dave, that you cannot understand without the Holy Spirit. And this is the words of Jesus. He was at the Sermon of the Mount, right? Mm-hmm. And he said loads of things there. But uh, here's something he said. He said uh, about doing our works. First of all, he says uh, about your light. Uh, see if I can find this. Yeah, he says... Uh, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill which cannot be hidden. Uh, nor do they light their lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it will give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm. Okay, remember that one. Now we're going to fast forward in the same discourse Jesus said uh, about the Pharisees. Here's what it says. Matthew 6, 1, uh, it says... Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Mm. Now, both of those two scriptures appear to contradict to a rational mind. Mm. But the wind of the Holy Spirit in you, if you know Jesus, will give you discernment as to the situations when you should let your light shine Mm. and the situations uh, where you should not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen. Mm. Do you see? So there's yeah. a huge subtlety there. Mm. So you cannot logically set a book of rules to say how to do this and how to do that. Mm. You know, mm. this is why we need 
the Holy Spirit to understand his word. And I say it to people like this. I say, they say the Bible is a difficult book. I say, yes, but you, when you meet the author, it's easy. Mm. You know, and that's mm. what it's all about. Amen. So uh, this is Anthony Brabazon. This is David O'Rourke. Saying goodbye. Thanks for listening. And join us next time on Pilgrim Talk. God bless you. Okay.